it'll be straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Let's let's rock and roll. Burn. All right. Let's do it, Rocket Engine. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Rockin' Engine, who has new a new album called The Wretched and the Damned, which I have down here, Steve, it was released on Halloween. Is that true? Exactly. Yeah, we released it on Halloween. I mean, what's a better day to release an album with, uh, with uh, the kind of topics we're going around on? This is very true, my good man. So, uh... Rock Metal Nation out there, if you just heard, Steve is going to be joining us from the band, and he's going to be sharing some more information about this amazing record that they just released, The Wretched and the Damned, uh, complete with gang vocals. I enjoyed that when I was listening to the track, We Are the Wretched, and then, yeah, and then We Are the Damned, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you know what, I am happy to be wretched and damned right now. Exactly. I mean, I think with all the the pandemic going on, I think we, we all need a little screaming uh out of our lungs, uh, you know, to just uh, get through the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring up a really good point, um, the pandemic. So take us through this year, coming out with this record. Uh, did everything go to plan, minus a few things, or did you guys have to really roll with some punches this year? Well, this year, uh, actually, when uh, we were put in quarantine, we were halfway through the production of this album. So it really pushed uh, further, uh, you know, the release date that we were supposed to have because we were supposed to release the album on April, like uh, late April, something like that. So everything was kind of set up towards that. And uh, when we were put in quarantine, we couldn't, you know, finish recording or anything. So uh, we were really bummed out about that. And uh, so afterwards... Uh, when the, the restrictions were lifted, uh, we were we had the summer, you know, to finish things up. But uh, we still had uh, a few restrictions to uh, to respect towards, uh, you know, regarding the, the the government's demands and everything. So it was really slow. You know, the process was really slow, and we just couldn't release and just have a, a, a good, you know, just a good vibe, you know, for the release. And then afterwards, I was like, you know what? Just let's just put a date, you know, further in the year, and uh, that way we'll be sure to to be able to release it, you know. And we were kind of uh, tired of pushing the date every time, so I just said, you know what, I love Halloween. I mean, Halloween is my favorite uh, holiday, so uh, let's do it on Halloween. Why not? And then uh, my uh, publicist said, you know, you can't release on Saturdays now. It's always on Friday. So I was like, shit, okay. <laughs> but we still release on Saturday on Halloween. So, uh, but afterwards, um, yeah, <laughs> but afterwards, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it gave us, uh, the time we needed to really, uh, nail down what we wanted to nail down. I mean, we're really happy with the results we have with this album. And, uh, you know, I think the time that we had, the extra time we had to, to write the album and to record it, uh, gave us, you know, just that little bit more energy that, uh, you know, that I, I think the Everything was just better overall. So, and all in all, I think we're pretty happy with uh, with all the results. You know, even though we had the pandemic and all. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you bring up uh, one of my next questions, which is okay. So, you guys had some extra time, quite a few months actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, to work on these tracks. So, you said half of it was already done. Did you guys scratch that and go back and and make some improvements, or was that half like? this is it it's done but then the other half got extra time how did it work well the the way we did it well uh, our producer 
producer is uh, Dark Moon Productions here in Ottawa. And uh, he's, uh, I mean, he's uh, super easy to work with. And if we had to in any way go back and redo something, there was no problem at all. So uh, the first time, well, the first recordings we did, well, we sent the demos, the demo tracks to the producer. And uh, we actually recorded the drums uh, first. So all the drums... All the drum tracks were recorded, and afterwards, everything that we had to do was only in uh, in his personal studio. So guitars, vocals, and bass. So uh, the first thing we did after the drums was just the the, the basic riffs uh, of the song. So and we have two guitars. So uh, we both did the the rhythm sections. So there wasn't much to change afterwards, you know, regarding the the rhythm sections, but. Uh, it's more with the lead sections and uh, the bass that we had a few a few changes that we made you know throughout the the, the months that we had uh, extra so and uh, towards the the lyrics as well I mean not the lyrics per se but the way that I sang, that I sang the lyrics uh, I made a few changes as well so it gave me the time to refine you know in a way uh, just to make things a little punchier and a little uh, you know just the way that we wanted it. Okay, perfect. Something else you'd mentioned in there was that Halloween is your favorite holiday. So take us through that. Why is why is it your favorite holiday and what is your jam? What do you do on Halloween? Well, I mean, Halloween is like uh, the, the, the holiday where anybody can be whatever they want to be, right? So, uh, and I'm a huge, huge horror fan. I mean, I've been watching horror movies like uh, from since I was like two years old with, with my mom. She was, uh, she, <laughs> my mother was, uh, was scared of watching movies. So I was, uh, you know, I'm going to take uh, my two-year-old two baby and watch horror movies with him so <laughs> but uh yeah so i mean i i grew up you know watching freddy krueger and uh uh friday the 13th and halloween and stuff like that so i mean i've always been a huge fan of the 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 halloween holiday so and uh every halloween i love to you know take my kids and just uh put some decorations outside and do like this huge horror theme. Uh, like last year I had, uh, this, um, I, I put my garage, like hanging bodies, you know, upside down and with strobe lights and red lights and stuff like that. So kids were pretty scared, you know, to come inside, but they still wanted the candy. So <laughs> they didn't have any choice, but to come in. So, but, uh, just to see their faces and, uh, you know, the, the, the um, just look at them and say, what the hell is going on here? You know, it's it's a crazy place, you know, but uh, just to see their face and see how they're they're super happy when you give them the candies and uh, see the, the the parents reactions as well is uh, is all worth it. So, yeah, I love I love Halloween. I mean, it's the best holiday that you can have uh, this year kind of sucked because it was canceled in a way i mean uh you know the kids couldn't really uh do the, the trick-or-treating but uh we still had a fun uh some fun with my family we just uh had a horror themed uh um, food at, at home and we watched horror movies together and that was it <laughs> that was good my next question is what did you guys do this year because it's uh my wife's favorite holiday and oh, okay. she, she's a, she's a seamstress and she'll she'll ask us, you know, earlier on in the year, you know, what do you guys want to be? And she'll actually make our costumes um, and she get <laughs> she gets a lot of pride scooting us around the neighborhood. And obviously the kids have fun. But this year it was like, well, that's kind of off the table. So she was bummed. But I said, you know, what are we going to do? So our horror themed food was we went and we got Chinese food. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> for anybody out there who's like the Chinese people are not horny, I understand that. That was just kind of like a, a play on on what uh, on what Steve said. But we got some Chinese food. We made some pumpkin uh, loaf, and we just kind of you know did what we could. It sounds like you guys had a bit of fun. When you say horror themed food, I'm immediately drawn into a Food Network magazine like crawling spider cake with candy corn everywhere. So take us through your spread. I, also, I'm a chef by trade, so I'm super curious. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, what, what, well, one wh- thing we, one thing we did that was, uh, pretty cool. I mean, uh, we took, uh, we made some chicken wings, right? So, and a black, uh, a black, uh, dye in the, into the, the recipe. So it looked looked like it was bat wings. So, <laughs> so, so we were actually eating uh, like fake bat wings and, um, my son, my youngest son was pretty like, what the hell is that? And it's bat wings man you don't you never had them so <laughs> so that was kind of fun and I, besides that we had like uh just uh nachos with uh you know we took like uh like just eggs and put like uh, fake like made fake eyes with them and just uh put them around and stuff like that you know fake fingers and stuff uh just to make it fun to look at really but uh the the, the special thing was really the the chicken wings the, the black chicken wings that we made you know it was kind of it was kind of fun when uh, we all had a, a black mouth afterward, but uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 but it's all part of it. Other than that, I mean, uh, when you said about the the costumes, uh, I do uh, most of my costumes as well, and uh, all my uh, the makeup too. So, and uh, my wife does the makeup and uh, costumes for myself. So uh, uh, we're kind of uh, pretty crafty at home. So when it comes to Halloween. Uh, we all, always organize ourselves, you know, in advance and we, we go to the thrift store and buy a lot of stuff and just make everything ourselves. Right. So we save a lot of money, but we, we end up having like really cool costumes anyway. So, and we barely pay for them, you know, and, uh, that's exactly what we do too. When we, uh, actually, uh, prepare to shoot our music videos, especially the last uh, music video we did was uh, based on the Mad Max movie and, Everything we did in terms of costume and makeup was made by ourselves. So we didn't buy anything. Everything was done by hand, even the the whole set. So uh, we're all pretty crafty as well in the band. So that helps a lot to save money, you know. See, I, I just figured that's what Ottawa looks like these days. <laughs> Mad Max? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well... It, 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 <laughs> Especially, especially the roads. I mean, the roads. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> no man, the roads no, are I... pretty shady. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I. Uh, but no, I mean, definitely something to bring up here is a Let It Burn music video. And uh, for Rock Metal Nation listening in, you want to go to today's show notes: www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. Uh, you can go ahead and click on the link. You can see the music video for for Let It Burn or wherever you're listening in right now. There should be a show notes section, whether it's Spotify iTunes, Google Play. I'm probably getting all those names wrong now because they keep changing every single week uh, what they're called. Um, or on, on YouTube, there's like a little uh, section of comments. You can click on the video. You can check it out. You can see the boys. This is absolutely incredible. So, I mean, you just went through it, but did you guys do this before the quarantine and you just like held on to it or... We actually held on to it. Uh, we uh, we planned on doing it before the the quarantine, but uh, since everything was pushed away, we couldn't obviously. But um, afterwards, 
it kind like, like the same thing for the music. I mean, we had time to think even further, you know, uh, 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 for the planning for the video. So we came up with uh, a lot more ideas than we had originally. So and it turned out like crazy well. I mean, uh, we couldn't ask for a better location. We uh, we got this location for free. It was uh, it looked like a desert, but it was actually a sand pit uh, in uh, uh, in a city uh, like near Ottawa. And uh, the the owner, it was a commercial. Uh, it's a commercial business, and the owner was like, "Cool, you want to shoot a video? That's nice." So yeah, you guys take the uh, you you guys can have the place for the weekend and just lock up afterwards. I was like, "Really? Okay, nice." So we we have so the Canadian. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's why i love canada yeah, so yeah exactly i mean it was the 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 guy was super cool and he said you know if you guys want to do it again afterwards you, you're more than welcome because you know we we cleaned after ourselves and everything so we, it didn't even look like something happened there so he was really happy afterwards and we were happy as well so and, and after that i mean everything was just perfect the weather was perfect because we were shooting outside so we were lucky to have the the perfect weather and uh, everything else was just, uh, you know, all preparation. And on the day of the shoot, I mean, everything was pretty much done. The only thing we had to do is set up the, uh, the whole, uh, uh, the whole, uh, the whole scenery and, uh, make sure that we have all the shots that, that we needed. And, and the thing is we had to shoot, you know, at night. So shooting at night is not always obvious since you work all day to, to set everything up and then you, you, you come up to the, the shoot and you're already tired. So, uh, when we came up for the shoot, it was like eight 30 at night and we end up the shoot at, uh, it was, I think it was five in the morning. So, and we were working all day on the set as well. So we had a really, really, really long day. But uh, it was all worth it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned it's Mad Max themed. Is this EP Mad Max themed, or was it just for the music video? Well, it was more for the music video. I mean, in terms of visuals, but uh, the whole theme of the album is like it's uh, it's to point out the, the the chaos, you know, that we live in our everyday lives and society and individually, you know, so. Um, so the, 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 I think that the Mad Max visual kind of, uh, really represented what we were trying to, uh, get through with this album. So, uh, when we came up with the, uh, post apocalyptic, you know, theme, uh, everybody that everybody knows, you know, with Mad Max, you know, it, it was like, you know, absolutely. That's what we want to do. And even our album, uh, artwork is based on chaos and destruction and if you look at the the, the artwork you, you know you see buildings you know tilted and on fire and stuff like that so it's kind of a a, a, a post-apocalyptic you know view that that we have here and uh so we we tried to you know get as much uh in the video uh across you know visually to get people to want you know, to, to get, uh, to listen more to the, the other songs on the album as well. So, uh, we were trying to, you know, sell the album in the, at the same time. So having the Mad Max theme, uh, really helped, you know, people want to hear more about us. So I think, uh, we, we hit pretty spot on with, uh, with that video. Mm-hmm. I guess my next question is maybe a devil's advocate question, but 
why let it burn out of all of the tracks on the album to come it, maybe not just to make a music video um, but to come out with such a music video first well i, I think let it burn is it was kind of uh one of the favorites you know from the producer in terms of uh you know different beats uh, and different rhythms uh, rhythm sections in the song but it's mostly the way that the uh, the song starts arts uh we did a few shows you know before the quarantine and we were actually running our new songs just to see you know if people would you know how how people would react you know to the new songs and we started each uh each of our shows with that particular song and it starts you know with a, a huge pumping beat right away and you know it's like wow okay that's that's really pumping so and afterwards when the the, the music starts you know it's it's just full on right now so and that's kind of what we do that's kind of uh, that that song kind of represents us you know in a way so i think that's why we wanted that song that particular song to be the first video to be out and uh to be honest we had a lot of trouble choosing <laughs> which song to to do the video with first uh because we like them all uh we also have a, a ballad uh, you know in, in this uh, in this album broken angel but we didn't want to release you know the fir our first song as a ballad because we didn't want to be viewed necessarily as a, a ballad band you know so uh, uh that's that's kind of the reason why we didn't go with that one but it was really a struggle between let it burn and the wretched and the damned to be honest between those two songs but we finished Finished by choosing "Let It Burn" because I think the riffs are really, uh, you know, they they. Uh, uh, it's a catchy riff, and uh, when we did the, that song in shows, people really uh, enjoyed it. So we just went with that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and fairly honest answer, and it's a great answer. I, I wish more bands would would do that. Is to uh, poll their audience and not by asking them any questions because you're just going to get somebody's logical response. You got to mm -hmm. play it for them. And if they, they grab the girlfriend, grabs the boyfriend, and they start dancing or moshing or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, or my favorite one, mom walks in the room and goes, who is this? This is great. And you're like, but it's me. Like, no, it's not. Who is this? This is great. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's that's always fun that's to you see the reaction. I mean, it's always fun to see the reaction because, you know, that way you, you see if the point gets across or if, uh, like you said, I mean, if uh, if at some point during the song, the mosh pit starts, I mean, you know, you're doing well. So <laughs> but uh, if if at some point, you know, the, you see that every time you play uh, uh, that particular song and people take that time to go to the bar, well, that may not be the best song, you know, <laughs> so you may, may, may choose another song. <laughs> Oh, man. I know. You know. As much as we could say we miss local shows, I'm suddenly reminded of why I hate local shows. Uh, yeah. For all these bands who have their crappy ballad they want everybody to hear and they can't figure out why everybody's going to the bar while they're playing it because um, <laughs> it sucks. But uh, if only they would let it burn, you know? Yeah, well, uh, I mean... Uh, uh... The whole thing about, uh, well, even with Letter Burn, I mean, uh, first of all, when we organize our shows uh, in advance, we always take the time to see who we play with as well, because we don't want to, uh, we don't want the audience to be like, okay, this is a, a super heavy band, and then you have like this, this hard rock band, and then okay, then it goes back to heavy band, but 
we always uh, kind of look at what's going on for the other bands and who's headlining as well. And we want to kind of, you know, build the energy up for the other bands if we're opening. And if we're, you know, if we're ending the show, we want to finish with a, a huge, like, punch in the face, you know, so to speak. But uh, so I think that people, I, I think that the, the problem with uh, often the problem with local uh, local shows is that, you know, people do their own little thing. And then when they get off stage, you know, we did our thing and that's it. But I think that people should think a little further and think about the audience, you know, the whole experience throughout the night, because that's what they're going to remember. They're not going to remember one particular song. They're going to remember that night and who played that night. That's what they're going to remember. So I think I think we're that kind of band. We're the type band that really wants people to enjoy their whole evening and we're not alone we work with the other bands we make sure that everyone is settled and everyone has everything they have to to do the show if something's break well damn we're gonna lend you it no problem we're, we're gonna give you anything you need to to do the show so i think when everybody works together you're gonna give one hell of a show and one hell of an experience to the audience and that's what people want at least that's what i want when i go see a show Mm -hmm. You brought it up big, baby, Steve. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually learned this one from interviewing uh, some big bands backstage, bands who are big. They've been at it for a long time, and I was very surprised to actually hear coming out of some of these bands' mouths, you know, when I would be talking about their set list or their show or whatever, and they would say, well, uh, this isn't our crowd. We are opening for such and such band on this particular tour, so we have to think about their audience. And it just kind of struck me, like, but you're, you know, insert band here. Like, who wouldn't like listening to certain songs? But even after 25, 30 years, um, yeah, exactly. you know, even if you're well-known, everybody knows who you are. Is it your crowd? Um yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if you if you pay for a headliner and you see the other bands coming in, I mean, it's awesome. They're probably amazing bands. But like you said, I mean, the, it, it's about the entire night. It's not only about one band. It's about the whole show. And there's a buildup to be made. And that buildup is probably the most important thing, you know, for the fans. And you don't want to have a high and then a low and then struggle to get that high again you know so you want it always to build up and if you get you know that low point in the middle of the of the night well that's a problem because then the headliner has to really pump everything up even though they're super good you know there's that certain energy that that's missing and that's part of the opening opening acts job to do you know so mm -hmm. yeah. speaking of that build up let's talk about this ep the wretched and the damned I guess one of my, my other devil's advocate questions, because what happened is sure. I sold my soul to the devil, so I have a lot of his advocates to <laughs> to ask questions now that I'm a broken angel. And there's mass hysteria everywhere, but I say, let it burn, baby. We're the wretched and the damned. Um, <laughs> because you guys had time, was there ever a decision to say, why don't we just do a full album? Or was it always like, we're going to do the CP, we're just going to make the CP stronger, and then secondary to that steve is what what was the design of the ep what what am i holding in my hand what were you looking to create especially getting uh dark moon involved who has a proven track record yep uh well the thing is about the ep we uh we decided to go with a, an ep at first because 
if people listen to our first album, the first album was recorded at, in my basement. You know, it wasn't a professional uh, production. It was recorded in my basement. And it was pretty experimental, you know, in a way, because we were kind of searching ourselves. You know, we uh, we went through uh, three different ba- the three uh, different bassists with different backgrounds. So uh, the, the, the songs were that we wrote, you know, with the... Uh, each bassist were kind of uh, they had different grooves, you know, they had different vibes. So we were kind of struggling to find ourselves really as a, as an original band. And uh, so afterwards, when we started writing other songs uh, for the, uh, we just said, look, look, we need to do something that we love, something that we enjoy doing, the, you know, the most. And it's, it's gonna show. I mean, we when we when we're on stage, we need to be playing the the, the stuff that we love, stuff that that inspire us. You know, so why not just write? You know, with everything that inspires us. You know, just the the the, the bands that we grew up with. You know, like uh, uh, the, our main influences. So. Our main interval from A's and I, you know, stuff, you know, like that a bit. So that's that's the kind of thing with, uh, I think, with a modern touch, because everything is, you know, uh, just more refined in terms of sound maybe uh, today. But and everything is pretty digital, too, so you can do pretty much what you want with it. But, I mean, we wanted to to give people right away our new sound, our new us. So I want to do a full album just to just to go, okay, let's go heads on. Let's do a 10 or 12 uh, track album and uh, just, you know, write anything. We wanted to write something that was meaningful some to us. And we wanted to, to really, uh, we wanted it to really reflect what we were becoming. And when uh, we wrote the songs, there's another thing though, we, you say we had time, but during that time that we had, inspiration was kind of on on a low because of all the quarantine and stuff. Because you know we were living a lot of stress, we were living a lot of uh, anxiety, and uh, we were having a lot of questions as well. So, uh, in terms of inspiration, it kind of uh, it kind of blocked us, you know, to move forward. So we we kind of stopped to the EP at that point and we said look we're just going to do the EP uh, see how it goes and if everything goes well you know we're just going to continue and uh, first thing we know right after we finished recording well we started writing again you know new songs for our next album so we're we're right now we're writing so uh, so it's a good thing and uh, I think that with the release we had right now, I mean, the, the feedback is uh, amazing. I mean, a lot of people wrote to us and, and tell, wow, OK, what's this? I mean, this is this new stuff is crazy. It's good. It's amazing. I love it. And I'm like, OK, well, it's kind of overwhelming, you know, at some point, because we listen to it so many times that we're <laughs> that we're kind of, yeah, well, it's OK. I mean, okay, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the feedback is amazing and, uh, it pushes us to continue even further. And, uh, like I said, we're still, uh, we're still writing and we're aiming for an album for our our next release for sure. Okay, perfect. Well, it sounds to me, Steve, like we've chatted about let it burn the music video, the wretched and the damn, both the track and the EP. We've chatted about how this year has gone for you guys. We've chatted just now about the exciting news you guys are working on an album, and it sounds like more than likely with the same stellar production team over at Dark Moon. So big shout-out to them. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I don't think I have any other questions, Steve. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Well, the only thing I can bring up is uh, if people want to support us, we have uh, a Rock and Engine Bandcamp website, website so uh, rock, uh, rock and Engine at Bandcamp.com. And uh, we also, we're also available on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we're uh, on Amazon as well. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And we are on YouTube. Beautiful. All right. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Puddle podcast today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you.